You're listening to the Dive Bomb Podcast. G'day and welcome to episode 72 of the Dive Bomb Podcast. That almost felt like it rhymed, but not today. Someday it will. <laughs> we got the road to Vegas, but today we are here to chat about uh, the Brazilian Grand Prix as well. Uh, the final sprint weekend of 2023 of, um, and definitely one of the best circuits on the calendar. So I'm excited to have all three of us back. We're all healthy. We're all alive. Yes. Don't worry, everyone that was worried. Varun is still here. He's still kicking. He's alive. Um, he's still here and we are pumped to be back around for the last few rounds of the 2023 season. I'll check in with you guys as well. James, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm healthy. You're healthy? Yeah, we'll send it to our newly healthy boy. <laughs> yeah, and Varun, welcome back. Thank you. You uh, survived? Yeah, spent a couple weeks in the incubator. But <laughs> the incubator. <laughs> the incubator. Your lungs are fully yeah, grown. Just had the, had the heat lamp going, you know, wrapped up like a little burrito. But you made it. Yeah. You're out on the it. other side, ready to chat some F1. And uh, like I said, a couple more um final rounds here to get us through this season i think your uh your attendance is uh <laughs> a little low this year but you know what we'll we'll let it slide you had some trips and uh some well you know as long as i uh don't have as many absences as checo perez and true checo, you haven't been that inconsistent yeah you're you haven't been the most consistent but you haven't been that inconsistent. although to be fair mine count is like dns's and his are like if it, it would be like if i just walked out maybe like halfway through this episode no you never showed DNF. up <laughs> it'd be like if you never flew to the city like vegas you just don't show up you're yeah. just like no not starting you don't have a mechanical problem and turn out in no. the formation lap you just don't know get the reserve driver <laughs> but yeah uh, as i mentioned um brazil just what a track i want to get your guys opinions on it takes on it i know I feel like it was maybe James that I kind of had mm-hmm. to warm you up to it. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is actually a really good track. But I yeah, feel like for, we see so much good racing here. I was going to say, I just don't know why. I just had this like predetermined mindset of this track that I, I just didn't enjoy it that much. It was fantastic. Yeah, I think it's, I, it has been the last few years for sure. But unbelievable. It's, maybe because George George pissed me off this week. And we'll get into that eventually. <laughs> maybe he's probably not even on the power rank. So fuck you, George. You're annoying. <laughs> but him winning it last year, maybe that just took, took the, the pizzazz away from it. But also, I put money on him to win. This is another thing. Just, you're gonna, I have him as the real driver championship this year. <laughs> you have, what's the saying? Like hands of steel. Or like, yeah. uh, like the iron touch. Oh, fuck, what is it called? Where you just, everything you touch, mate. The Midas touch? Is that what you're going no, for? No, that's, that's, that's a good The Midas touch is gold. Yeah, it would be the reverse the Midas re- touch. The anti-Midas is what yeah. I'm going for Everything right James bets on, that's what everyone, that's what he's alluding you're to. Like, you're like Medusa, but instead of looking at things, you bet on them. Just turn them to yeah. stone. Like, put it this <laughs> way. James's best of the podium this weekend was Max, followed by Lando, followed by Checo, and he misses it by uh, the hair on his chinny-chin-chin. Chin. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, if you want a bet to lose, just get, text James. He'll throw it in. You can bet the opposite. It'll be game over. Yeah. So. I also um, take tips. <laughs> takes <laughs> tips in uh, international beer uh, imports. But, um, yeah, and Vroon, okay, I know amazing. this is one of your favorite circuits. Yeah. I know when we used to play you know, F1 together, so it, you used to love it. It's increased in my list. It might, it might even be, to- no, the, the track might even be top five now. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's increased heavily. The racing's phenomenal. Yeah, it's yeah so this good. is, like, ever since, I mean, one, racing it in video games, but two, like, even just seeing it in an actual weekend, like, the the height variation, or like the elevation yep, gain yeah. drops in it, um, especially coming out of the, the main straight are just like unbelievable. 
I feel like every time you see an F1 highlight package, like, the majority of the clips are from this circuit for whatever reason. I think just a lot of crazy shit goes down at Interlagos, and that probably was has it, a lot to do with the... Was it also the last race of the year for, for a, a long while? Because that's when Lewis yeah, won it. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Glock, and Glock going slowly. That's yeah, 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 exactly. And I think Kimmy won his first title yeah. here as well. Fernando must have as well. Before Abu Dhabi came in, certainly wasn't. One thing I want to bring up too is, like, it's been... We obviously have, uh, in the last couple of years, we have the sprint being a new feature for the weekends. And to me, like, this track is built for a sprint because you have, like, an actual higher number of laps because the track's, like sort of short, short yeah. that you actually get like a it almost feels like a full race because like it the does. actual race is what 71 or 72 71 laps 71 laps so like the sprint still had a lot of laps and you always felt like there was a chance to make moves and like yeah. for me when i was watching the sprint this weekend we'll get into it when we touch on some of the drivers but like i actually felt like there was chances for them to like manage tires and actually like make moves and it actually affected the race whereas some sprint weekends i feel like you just get out and then you're like, okay, everyone ends up making a couple passes and then everyone just kind of comes home because it's only 19 in. laps or yeah, whatever, you know? exactly, and settles in. One thing I want to say that George did mention that made me appreciate this track more, it was like one of the Sky Sports pre-race things. He said that this track, it's like, there's not one driving line in a lot of the turns. So that opens it up to so much mm-hmm. passing opportunities, yep. which makes this a perfect sprint track. It's well, I phenomenal. mean, you already touched on it with the Checo and Alonso battle, and we're going to touch on it again later. But if you look at that mm-hmm. entire battle, the reason why Fernando won that battle wasn't because his car was better. It's because you look at the lines he took into turn one. He was the better yep. of the two drivers for a majority of the laps and essentially like obviously when it mattered there in the last little bit, but that's the, when you can give a driver creativity and the ability to like make up for like a, a shortcoming of a car by being like a more exactly. smart driver. That's what you want from a track. Um, and again, I, I, to me, I love tracks that are short cause you always feel like they're back in the action. Like yeah. before you knew it, they're back in DRS. So We'll get into like touching on the actual weekend now, but uh, again, I just love this track. I would say top five for sure mm-hmm. for me, if not like top three, but um, we, uh, there's so many good tracks on the calendars now and there's obviously a few that stand out. I feel like they also do a really good job of like spacing out the good, like the really good tracks. It keep, just happens geographically. Yeah. Yeah. It I guess that's so true. Well. It works so well. Maybe it's a, just a good sign for the world that there's a couple of good race tracks in every continent um, here. But uh, so yeah. Great weekend, great sprint. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Uh, obviously, uh, no no spoiler here. Max did end up winning, so that's like takes away a lot of the drama and the fact that the titles are already gone. But just the fact you can sit down and take in a weekend like this is is uh, pretty awesome. So we'll get into the power rankings as we do, mm-hmm. and also we'll touch on Vegas before we end off today. Um, we'll start off with P nine in the rankings with a score of seven, which to me is a little, little bit, uh, gracious, but also I think it has to do with the fact that there was so many cars and so many, uh, drivers that had terrible weekends. Like you look at Mm. the Magnusons, the the, both alpha, uh, Romeo's, Romeo's, the, uh, both halves were bad and uh, in a lot of damage to start with. Oscar didn't really have a crazy Charles. Good weekend. Charles, yeah. Not even Charles is Charles is actually in this list, which is crazy to me. Oh, wow. It nice. blows me away. Spoiler, I wanted to wait and give you guys that, but I'm gonna say it now. He's in this list, which is nuts. 
But you have to look at it from like it wasn't like that was not his fault. Like it was very no. His radio message, uh, you know what? I'll give it to him. His radio message was hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why am I so unlucky? But it was also so sad on all my bets. Yeah. 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 You should have that on a soundboard. No, I do every time. A soundboard. Um, But yeah, so P nine, we have two drivers there. First one is Lewis. Uh, To me, like it's. I think this is just strictly because like there wasn't really much other options i might have even thrown daniel in here at p9 i thought he had a solid weekend obviously i think he would have been here if he scored a point in the sprint and then had like more luck in the actual race but i thought he was like from a entertainment standpoint and also like a pace standpoint better than lewis like this car was just not there yeah it was honestly a really forgettable weekend for him i it was probably the worst like worst performance i've seen from them since like since they like won their title. And it's crazy because this was the day that they were supposed to be most hyped. Like yeah. they were most hyped. Like they won in Brazil last year. They won last year. So yeah. they were and thinking you, like yeah. it's gonna be our weekend. And you yeah. saw signs of it, like not even in the in quality really. It was it was like during the sprint race that it was like, where's the pace? Yeah. Was, they couldn't do anything. Like they were it, they were dropping off and I was also saying Mexico the weekend before, weren't they right up there? Yeah, yeah. Too? Were, so it's just yeah. like Challenge everything Orlando. was building up for them to just repeat again or be close to what they were last year yeah exactly and no one had a doubt in their mind that they would come in and be where they were or close to but it just wasn't there this weekend uh really like i mean a lot of the time when this kind of stuff happens to mercedes they just kind of keep their cards close to their chest so i don't really know exactly the answers but the the most surprising part of the weekend like sunday wasn't a surprise anymore because we'd already watched saturday and the amount of positions that lewis hamilton fell once his mm-hmm. tires went. So they both had a really good start in the sprint, uh, George and Lewis. And then, like, midway through, they lost positions to Yuki. They almost lost – they ended up almost Pierre. losing, like, the position to Carlos and yeah. Daniel. Like, yeah. that's how far back he fell. Pierre, obviously, yeah, as well. But just um, just a nightmare weekend. I think they, they scored this a 7 out of 10. I think that, again, goes to show, like, how bad the weekend was for a majority of drivers. Where if a 7 out of 10 makes it into the top 10, that's probably not, like – not like a great yeah. sign for the rest of the grid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of tough, slim pickings, I would say. And I would say you could probably have thrown another driver in here and I wouldn't I wouldn't have. Maybe you would have been, yeah. like, questioning it as well, but it's kind of a tough Lewis position. is also a huge fan favorite, so just to show, yeah. show his face, you get more clicks. You need yeah, what this list ends up doing. Yeah, exactly. A 6.9 for, like, Ocon or something, but... yeah. Um, Tied with him with also a seven was Carlos, who I actually think this one's the opposite. I think this oh. is a little harsh. Yeah. Because especially he's, below, he's Charles? below Charles. So like I think in my opinion, like obviously the sprint was really tough and he was lucky to hold on. So he, he qualified um he qualified in, in P five, I wanna say, and then finished in P six for the race. Uh but he was P eight in the sprint, and that was really tough because like the only the only reason he really got that position was because Daniel ended up getting overtaken by Piastri in the middle sector. Piastri like surprised Daniel, overtook right. him, and Slowly then that down. really took away the the ability for Daniel to make up the ground. Um, but I actually thought like defensively he was like pretty solid considering the car was like, you know, the degradation was super high this weekend and the Ferrari just does not like that. Mm-hmm. So he was he managed it. I thought like as best as he could have, and considering in the race. Comes home uh, P6, which really isn't that bad considering the car he had. He finished ahead of Lewis, so I don't know how you can give him, like, the same score as Lewis. Uh, Like, Lewis was 8th, and he was 6th, so that's, like, a pretty good 
haul of points, especially in that battle for uh, the constructors. But I thought this one was a little harsh. And I think like we can segue into saying that they put Charles into P8. So um, really for me, like the only reason they put him here is that he qualified like front row. Yeah. So there would have been a chance, I guess, that he's put like a lot of weight into that scoring. Like, was he going to score a podium? No, no. No chance. But also, one thing we need to say about that qualities, the end of it, when that storm came in, that was epic. Yes. That was, that was so uh, awesome. One of the, yeah, one of the guys on F1 TV was saying that, like, because it's always been a daytime race there, so they've mm. actually never seen the circuit with the lights on, and it got so dark from those clouds that the lights came on. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just been sick. Like, they, they kept on saying biblical storm, and it looked yeah. like... It did look so, yeah, yeah. It definitely did. And it also was, like, a huge change of... Um, Condition. Luck for a load yeah. conditions for sure. It basically eliminated like anyone that wasn't already, you know, what happened to Magnuson yeah. last year, but unfortunately, not unfortunately, I guess, but like Max got out first, put his lap in, and then yeah. he was on pole. Like we could have seen another, we could have seen like a Lance Stroll pole or like, thank God we didn't. Something crazy. I don't, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I just, but, yeah, I don't know if like, we're probably going to talk about him. He's probably yeah, on this He's list. above this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, I was just going to say like, I don't know if this is just something that only like really diehard F1 fans can appreciate, but I find it just, like, so badass during qualities when bad weather's coming in. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, they and they have, like, their super precise wet, weather, weather, like, software and stuff, and they're, like, oh, how much time till the weather comes in? They're, like, seven minutes. They're, like, out there busting their yeah. balls yeah. to try and set a lap. It's so sick. And then, the, and then the rain starts coming in, and they all have to, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if you compare it, though, to last year when the rain came in, like James said, this was different level. Yeah. Well, yeah. This was, like... like the, like how ominous the clouds were added to it for sure yeah because they, they were just like kept panning to it these clouds coming yeah. in and you could actually see the wind bring them over and then these drivers just out there trying to set their laps it before the it helicopter like, shots oh the my helicopter God. helicopter shots are yeah. fucking awesome how many syllables in that one yeah. <laughs> spell them out yeah yeah but seven minutes till weather it's yeah just like the one thing i will say though seeing that weather on tv is way better than seeing it in oh, person because yeah. yeah, when you're we in had montreal it stuff got in montreal. soaked yeah that sucked you should have listened to me you should have i mean we all got soaked but you were waiting in a lot longer than i was but the metro line was a bit longer no it is like a (laughs) good lesson i think i talked about it in our montreal grand prix thing but like if you know they're not gonna be able to set more times i think this one came in a little quicker but like in the montreal one there was just this little gap where i was like okay we can leave because they're not going to change any times yeah and there was a decent amount of the session left too yeah definitely uh f1 manager comes in one other point Better when the, it's wet at the beginning and it pr- and improves because they have to stay out there. Yeah, yes. that's and when you get the improving, improving. And you see yeah. when who's going to be the first one to take the gamble and put on slicks like yeah. we saw yeah. George. Yeah, uh, the year before. The definitely year. the better conditions yeah. versus a hard stop once yeah. the rain comes in. It's like bank it and then it happens. It's, they're slowly improving over the course of yeah. the session. I think too, uh, it's a good point because you're also like not equally as likely to see a surprise pull, but you're you are super likely in both cases because yeah. someone could take a risk, nail it. And then someone could take a risk and bin it uh, in the in your case where the, it dries out over time. I think there's more of a chance you get like a Magnuson pull in the other case. But yeah. um, still like definitely uh, added a lot to the quality session. It was a little bit anticlimactic just because of the fact that like Max was on pole And like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was probably going to happen anyways. But um, yeah, d- definitely interesting uh, to watch. So yeah, just to finish Charles... I think he's here, you know, I would probably switch him and Carlos, but Agreed. he's here because he had a P5 in the sprint, which was three three positions higher than Carlos, which is a pretty nice finish uh, all in all. And then he was on for, you know, P2, 
but I don't think he would have finished there. He might have finished top five, though, so you could argue that. But I think based on outcome of the weekend, I probably would put yeah. uh, Carlos. And obviously him. his DNS wasn't his fault at all. Like, yeah, exactly. I, at first I thought it was because I was like, yeah. man, what are you doing? But then you can clearly see in the replay something gives that. I mean, oh, yeah, it's like his back left just popped off. It was off. hydraulic. Yeah. It was yeah, hydraulics. Yeah. You know, so. it's, it was tough. And honestly, if a Formula 1 driver crashed on the formation lab, they'd probably be out of a drive like the next Versus day. Verstappen yeah. did that. In Hungary. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, when he two or three years ago, oh, wow. remember? They oh, had to yeah. fix. It. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, his yeah. front wing and axle. It was just that wasn't fuck. the formation lap though. That was before. Oh, right. It was the You're install right. lap. Was, so they yeah. actually could fix it. it was, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was, had a long time. It was before. like forty-five minutes before. Yeah. 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 So and they were on the starting grid. Um, fixing it, yeah, because it was on yeah. the formation. You're, you're they wouldn't right. have been able to fix it. Yeah, now. yeah, you're yeah. definitely right. But I feel like that's still an equal boo boo. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, it's like that, yeah. that's a it's, it's a worse boo boo. <laughs> yeah, if it's not, but yeah. it does go go to show like just because it's a install lap or a formation lap doesn't mean they're just like coasting out there. These these are still oh, F1 yeah. cars. It just mm-hmm. puts into perspective how fast they're going. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that yeah. if he was like able that the fact that he was on a formation lap and something failed in his car and he went into the barrier hard enough to like fuck up the barrier, yeah. fuck up his car. Oh yeah, how much speed they're. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've like never this. been to a race in person too, like I never un- understood like when you go to a race live, they come out for their install laps, but you don't see that on TV, yeah. obviously. But like they're going, yeah, like yeah. they're giving it. Even you know? even in like FP one, right? Like yeah, the first laps of FP one, yeah. that is faster than we will ever drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and they're like going like. 60 percent yeah 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 definitely um definitely uh worth seeing and you'll know what we're talking about if you ever get a chance and hopefully everyone gets a chance to to go and see a race uh moving up to p7 we have Checo, who i actually think this is pretty good spot for him uh when you look at his weekend as a whole like what did the doctor order for him a clean weekend so he did check that box in yep. the sense that like a p4 some decent points um for him was definitely uh definitely called for yeah um but at the end of the day like i think this is still a spare spot fair spot because he should have beat alonzo like if you look at their cars like this car is so much better my wallet agrees yeah (laughs) his bet 365 (laughs) account agrees it's so much better than uh than that but it's still for us uh i would even maybe say like you could up him for an entertainment score because he gave us the battle like if he Mm -hmm. was wasn't as poor as he is like i mean if he was max we wouldn't have seen that battle not not saying like he's obviously a good driver but he's not like max's level he battled and like kept it on the track yeah obviously he didn't pass alonso but it's better than like that ballsy movie tried to pull last weekend where he well he, he did yeah. pass him he yeah. did pass him oh sorry and he got he got yeah, overtaken yeah. again i but um but yeah talk mm-hmm. about like making a ballsy movie go to mexico where he tries that move at turn one mm-hmm. and just yeah and ambitious. The race. oh it was definitely like the he definitely was like he had there was I no hope of making that move work it was like yeah no it was but but the racing between sergio and alonso this past weekend was actually prime like it was very oh, tight phenomenal. but on both ends it was very very fair and very very good racing yeah, and so different lines everything to like we said yeah, yeah exactly like then that was at the point when the race like really settled in mm. and we just had this drs battle for like 15 to 20 laps the yeah. whole time and i was my like with the wager I was clenched. Oh yeah, the whole his, time. His cheeks must have been clenched too. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, he's like, man, I just need to finish this race. Wands is one thing, but like, I need yeah. some points here. Especially for how shit Aston's been. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. That podium, you can see from the. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get there when when, when we, we talk about Alonso. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll get there. Um, but no, just to like round up on Checo, like uh, I think he he still fits here at a seven. 
just because, like, again, he should be higher. Should be higher. There's no chance. Like, we're looking at, you mentioned the DRS trains, right? Like, there was one at the bottom of, or the middle of the pack. And then there was this one that was only, it was like an island where we saw the battle between Checo and Alonso. And that should have never been a battle. Like, no. in all, for all intents and purposes, Checo should be overtaking him within a couple laps. Um, but... Yeah, it, it shows obviously Fernando's skill as well, but I think this is a fair spot for him. And welcome back to the top 10 because he probably hasn't been in here in a while because he's been hurting. So uh, welcomed addition for him uh, back into the, the top 10. Uh, number six, one of the best weekends we've seen from Yuki Sonoda. Uh, finishes the highest that AlphaTauri has finished at all this season with a P6 in the sprint um, and a P9 in the race. And in the race, he qualified 16th. So obviously, again, a little bit of fortune there with some of the cars in the midfield crashing out. But um, wow, you can't take anything away. First of all, from the development job that Alf Tauri has done over the last, like since the summer break, really, uh, with with the help of, you know, Yuki and Liam and Daniel coming in and uh, developing that car as well. But the car was really good this weekend. Like we watched it. We, Daniel won't be in this list, but we, uh, as I mentioned, we watched him battle with Carlos. Some of the best racing I've seen all year between Daniel and Carlos. And then we also saw some really good racing between uh, Yuki and like Lewis at times when Lewis mm-hmm. was falling down the field. He Really fair and really well done uh, racing there. So, um, yeah, th- I mean, that hall of points alone puts him easily within the top six. Probably one of the best weekends I've ever seen from him. I know... I think he had a P4 in Abu Dhabi in that year that Max won the title that was sneaky. Um, But their car was a lot better then. So what we're looking at now is like all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're actually uh, in the drivers or sorry, in this, they found something, they found something for sure. And they're in the, the standings for the constructors and they're actually like have a chance to make some headway, which they already have. They went from P10 to P8 in the last couple weekends with their mega results. So and only seven points behind Williams. Yeah, so. and that's the yeah. that's the funny part about like the bottom part of the draw or the constructor standings is that like, or even the driver standings is that like one decent weekend can completely change. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like a seven point difference or yeah. a uh, five seven. point difference here, right? From them to Se- uh, I think it's seven. Now. Oh, to to Williams. Yeah. To Williams. I was yeah. looking below them, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like that's like just. You know, mid mid portion of the points finish and yeah, and that's um, why you see teams like Williams. They put all their eggs in one basket just so that yeah. they can get that one race, that all, one result, get all one point or at one race, and that's like could be the difference. Could guarantee you like P seven in the constructors. Yeah, I mean, crazy. they don't go all in for one race. No, but like no. one race at but a like time one and like one style type. of circuit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, style sure. of circuit is that they try to, or like push upgrades to be able to hit them for that yeah. one yes. type of thing. There's also a, a point to be made for like that specifically, which I've loved to watch this year. I think it's been one of the really cool talking points of the season, but also the other side is like, you need to know that like, it, it sounds obvious, but like if your car is not competitive on a Sunday, you you're leaving your luck to finish in the points up to all these other teams where the margins are so tight. So like yeah. you look at the fall off of Haas since the beginning of the year, right? Like, Nico was able to put that car in Q3 and at the start of the year, their race pace wasn't that bad. And then all of a sudden, like all these other cars made developments, Haas kind of went backwards. Now all of a sudden they're 10th. Yeah. So it's like the opposite effect on those two teams for sure. But it doesn't take anything away from uh, Yuki and, and Daniel's been excellent as well. And I was going to say one thing from Yuki as well. He had like a little moment too when he went into one of those right-handers and he like dipped his left tire and went off. 
didn't go like crazy off, but like definitely slowed down too. So yeah, the fact that he was able to recover from that, like well, even well done. that as well, and also he definitely had a, a little, you know, like a little what do you call it, tight bum, puckered bum when yeah. he's making his overtakes because he's coming off a, a weekend in Mexico where he made like one of the worst overtakes oh, of the yeah, year where he got yeah, yeah, where he yeah. got uh, into accident with Piastri. So. Uh, yeah, just clean weekend. He did some good racing, I thought, and just well managed. So, uh, congrats to him. I think that's a really well scored, good spot. well yeah, good spot for him. Yep, uh, the boy next door. <laughs> the boy next door. Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Yeah, up in fifth we have um, the Chad next door, Lance Stroll. Uh, comes home with Can a piece. Skip him. I mean, we'll we'll give him a little bit. We'll give him a little bit here. He got lucky with your, as you mentioned, the the qualies in in the the storm that came in just up yeah. the, just in time for him to come over, uh, come over the line. And that made me so mad over the radio with his team. He goes, "Oh no, I did that." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, get out of the fuck. He seat. actually doesn't. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. get Drogovich in there. Get anybody in there. Drogovich, yeah. Somebody uh, get Mick Schumacher back in there. Um, Stop all the endurance. But <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, P5 in the race, pretty well-managed race, honestly, I thought, by him, which we haven't said a lot this season. He usually is a better Sunday driver than he is a Saturday driver, which, um, you know, and with his with his teammate kind of overshadowing him with the, the really beautiful podium that he did. A P5 for Lance, like, honestly, I didn't think he was going to score a point for the rest of the year. It's a race win for Lance. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, a little bit of luck for his weekend for sure, but you got to admit that he did at least like manage manage the race well, which yeah. we know he can do that. We know he can manage a race decently well. It's just, you know, his wheel-to-wheel battles and his Saturdays are not really there yeah. this year, and his attitude is terrible. Yeah. It leaves a lot to be desired, and his, his attitude, attitude is, is terrible. I feel like his attitude just ruins everything else. Yeah, it's, it ruins everything. Like we're, Him in interviews it's the over worst. the last few weeks it's the has worst. been so like it's just i feel bad as a canadian yeah i know I just, he, just I, I, he looks like an arsehole i want to disown him yeah just strip his citizenship and just he he's acting american yes <laughs> yeah yeah, he's yeah. Been and then Luke, and the worst part is like sergeant is actually a likable guy yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah not yeah. even like a he's just a terrible driver he, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> but i'd rather i'd rather Lance just be a terrible driver and just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> or like talk like Sergeant where he's just like a bunch of you know is it. Although he's not as bad as I'd say Latifi was a worse driver and still an asshole too. Like he had his funny moments. Not that he no, was I think, I think Latifi was, was more just like awkward. He didn't yeah. know what to say. Like I he he had his very cocky moments, but anyways, he's out of the sport. Latifi had moments. cocky moments? Oh for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he, he finished nineteenth talk- instead of twentieth. So to say when he top that like fp1 times when, when he yeah. got like that one good interest yeah yeah, yeah. he, he goes and signs like the the pole like higher <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, like, oh, is this for me? For FP1? crosses out lewis's name or something just <laughs> oh man Canadians. i hope he's gone i hope i hope lance roll's gone yeah yeah we've been saying that for uh, two seasons so we'll him see and, yeah. uh, him and latifi can go play doubles in like wimbledon or something yeah that's fine no one's gonna watch they that can, they can go play Doubles at fucking Britannia Tennis Club. I was going to say the Montreal Tennis Club. That's what they're going to be playing. <laughs> I don't give a shit where uh, they go. Up into P4 now, we have Pierre uh, with what, what I thought race. was a really nice race. Like P7, obviously, I think like there's a lot of good cars that were a lot better suited for this track. But they did set it up in a way that they knew that they were setting it up for the race. So they put a lot less downforce on the cars. So they really sacrificed Sector 2. 
uh, in qualities and also during the race, but it gave them an ability to defend on the straights. Yeah. It gave them an ability to use DRS and actually make an overtake, yeah. which they haven't really had. So um, they almost did the Williams thing where they're like, okay, we're going to go all in on one aspect of this car, see if it can pay off. And to me, like one of his better weekends uh, this season and just kind Agreed. of a quiet, quiet, decent weekend. Yeah, finishing um, in front of the Mercedes too, I want to say. So. Yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out too, the Beyond the Grid podcast this listen. week was him. It was excellent. It was the first time he's been on it since like before Anton uh, passed away and everything with Red Bull happened. So uh, definitely worth worth uh, worth a listen. So a quick plug for our P4 finisher. P7 in the race, but P4 on the rankings. Pierre Gasly. Um, Good job, Pierre. P, P3. The, I mean, the next three are pretty obvious, but I would... You know, you could you could alter maybe the third and second, but uh, we'll go P three with Lando Norris with a nine point two. Uh, talk about maximizing a weekend. This guy's been like doing that consistently this year, really, and uh, ever since that car has been good, he's been the only one lately that's been even sniffing Max's yeah. rear wing, and he really was like since during- Checo. Since Checo at the beginning of the year. Yeah. He's the most recent. And one of the best starts, he had a poor start on Saturday, but on Sunday, he went up from like sixth to second on the first corner. Yeah. It was one of the best starts I've seen. So, Because for the sprint, he was pole, right? He was pole. He was pole, yeah. but then, yeah, for the actual race itself, he was like he was six. six or something. Because like of that. the rain, he, yeah, they, yeah. Weren't, they weren't out at the right time. But um, just another great weekend. There's not too much to say, just like... The fa- again, I think you should put him this high, bar none. He's top three because of the pole. Yeah. Like, he hasn't been on pole since, I want to say, Russia uh, uh, when he yeah. almost won. So, this is a, you know, a really big weekend for him. And I hope we just keep seeing this because seeing three different constructors on the podium is awesome. Yeah. Seeing drivers battle for trio, pole. too. They're all yeah. buddies. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a sick uh, Yeah, it was definitely, sick trio. definitely great to see. So yeah. And Lando also had a little tussle with Max during the race as well. Yeah. Almost one stuck. look. Oh, yeah, one Lando, look at yeah, the floor. one look almost made it stick. Mm-hmm. Tough a that it didn't, but... And then after that, it was just kind of... Max just spaced it out, but... Yeah, well, the, like I said, too, the degradation was there. I don't think McLaren expected to be this close to Max this weekend. So the fact that they were was like okay, let's give this a shot for a lap, like you said, James, like into turn four. And then after that, they're like, okay, we do have to manage these tires. We do have to make sure we score the maximum points. Yeah. Which and they, and they still do have something to fight for, which is obviously what we're going to get to with the, in the constructors' battle. Yeah, They no. still have that lead to maintain. Well, I mean, we can chat about that now because there's not going to be any other... Oh, I guess Aston Martin will be the next one, but the yeah. odds... Well, that, that would be the only question. So P2 now, we're going to go uh, with a 9.4. We've chatted about his weekend already, but hats off to Fernando. Um, he's Hopefully he enjoyed this weekend. I, I think I touched on that. I listened to a podcast where like he talked about his past and how he wished he enjoyed his victories and his championships more at the time rather than like looking forward to what's next. Hopefully he had a great weekend after, and it was really one of the most epic finishes, the, the, the photo finish, if you will at the line with him and Checo, the precision driving down into turn four and making all the right moves, taking all the right lines. Uh, that's what gets you a podium and, and fending off a car that's much faster than you, which we've seen him do before. Obviously with uh, Ocon's victory last season or two seasons ago, sorry. Um, we, we saw his, his defensive prowess, but uh, yeah, epic, epic uh, weekend for him. And when you do touch on that, Varun, that, that battle now is uh, McLaren is... Uh, what do we got? Twenty one points ahead 
of Aston Martin. And if they are actually back, um, this is going to be an epic battle yeah. for fourth. I don't know if that's enough to say they are. And they're obviously going to need Stroll to be well, better they, than Piastri, yeah. which I don't know is going to happen. And they, they, to, to like put things into perspective, they probably had a monumental lead over McLaren not too long ago. And McLaren yeah. has come rolling back and passed by 21 points. So, I mean... It's definitely not too late for Aston Martin, but they really like gave themselves an uphill battle here. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it is good to see that they're at least showing some signs of life, like you are today. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Well, I think I'm still showing more signs of life than uh, Lance Stroll has done. Yeah. 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 You have. Yeah. He has a pulse this weekend. You're actually like able to do a podcast (laughs) and do an interview. You, I could interview you right now, and you wouldn't just like tell me to fuck off. Two word answer. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I like your personality. You know, welcome back. But also, yeah, I think that's just goes to show to wrap up that that conversation. Like we do actually have something to watch there as well. I think a lot of people thought and on paper, I would still say McLaren's the heavy favorite to keep P4. Uh, but you never know. We could see we got a, a few more rounds here to see uh, how that battle is going to end up. And uh, that'll be, you know, the, <laughs> what we watch for, because obviously the constructors and drivers are are finished. So we'll be looking for. The battles for that prize money that we know means a lot to these teams. Uh, up into P1, never a doubt, 9.6 out of 10. Uh, Max Verstappen, again, he just to throw some stats out, we don't need to talk too much about him just because it's been say, the whole copy season. Copy everything we said all year, but throw out these stats. I'm gonna, exactly. I know ones you're about to say, yeah. they're actually pretty fucking cool. So 17 wins on the season, uh, keeps, keeps going with his record there. And then he also has um, guaranteed himself a higher, the highest winning percentage of any Ever. driver in any season. Uh, yeah. He's currently at 85. So even if he was to not win the, the next two races, he would still break Alberto Ascari's previous record of 75%, which was set back in 1952. 52. Um, so yeah, that's fifty one years ago. Seventy one. No, is it seventy one years ago? Holy 71 shit! Seventy one years oh, ago. I think it's two thousand three. Yeah, seventy one <laughs> years ago. Sound? It's Michael Schumacher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just feels like it's so long. Seventy one year old record though. Seventy one years, uh, and that, that that season was probably like nine races, and he won eight of them. Yeah, yeah. Like that's probably or what six it was. races, and he won five. Yeah, yeah something, like, something that. like that. He's just so, like the only yeah. driver not perish. Yeah, terrible but it's probably true. The only driver Monaco did not drive off into the harbor. <laughs> yeah, like, in, that's how it was back. Then. In some instance, for sure, it was the survival of the most alive back then, for sure. But um, yeah, it's impressive. The, and the thing yeah. is, is drive to survive meant something more then. <laughs> the thing is, is like set this record in twenty twenty three now. And then wait until we see an era of dominance like this again. I really hope we don't have to sit through this rally. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I hope this one ends soon. But the fact is, is like a percentage of 85, now that the calendars are that much longer, the odds of this record getting broken oh, are actually ridiculous. Like when we talk about records in sports, like this is actually one where we could see. I mean, Formula One's a little different because you can have eras of domination and it's yeah. very clear. It's like Gretzky's But 85% record. is still... No one's going to touch it. Yeah, yeah. Score no, exactly. Record. No chance. Um, so, yeah. Congrats. And the fact that he's adding on to his wins in a, in a season title, too, is... Yeah. Well, nuts. he's going to add to his percentage if he keeps winning, too. So, yeah. um, that's where I want to go just to finish off this episode, obviously. Um, all in all, I think this was a great weekend in Brazil. Another sprint weekend that was fun to watch. I know the drivers aren't crazy about it, but some of them aren't crazy about it, especially Max. But um, 
definitely fun to watch from a from a fan's perspective more more racing the better on a circuit like this if it was like Imola then I'd be like okay maybe we just want to move to one race (laughs) on the weekend but definitely nice for Brazil Um, looking forward to Vegas obviously we've never been there before none of the drivers have been there before Uh, looks like a track that's gonna uh, take a lot of you know um, a lot of straight line speed so look for you know Mercedes to probably struggle again uh, we'll see, you know, maybe Ferrari get back up there. It's supposed to be a cold race. Yeah. So as I was going to say, interesting track conditions for everybody, regardless of, like, yeah. how they fare on these types of circuits. Like, so the coldest, predicted to be the coldest Grand Prix in history, the previous one was actually Canada. I forget which year. It was, like, 5 degrees on uh, race day. This one's predicted to be 4 degrees Celsius on race day. So oh, wow. And, and God. when you factor in, I think this circuit has a number of like 90 degree turns. So yeah. those runoffs, if they're even our runoffs because it's a street Yeah, it's in the like, Bellagio. Yeah. Exactly. I think what this is going to show is like there's been teams this whole season begging for cold races because of yeah. the tire degradation. Mm-hmm. So the teams that are going to be licking their lips are Ferrari. They're going to be looking for a win this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Ferrari will be 100%. Williams will be looking for a really good result here as well. And the one team that's definitely on their knees begging for this is Haas because they hate their, their tires like burn up within two seconds. So Haas is definitely looking forward to this. And it, it is this going to be a leveling factor when it comes to like, yes, Ferrari have shown that they've had one lap pace on Red Bull sometimes. Yes. McLaren has even showed that they're very close to Red Bull on one lap pace the McLaren will like the cold weather as well. So yeah. are we going to see a good battle for the win? I really hope so. Our boy Sam also, with his insider knowledge, says the Mercedes apparently like it as well. So nah, it's bullshit. True. No, he's just, he's just kissing his photo of Lewis. <laughs> no chance, Sammy boy. And also, did you guys see from Ferrari's little drop? Yes. White and red. The white and red Ferrari. Oh. Old school cool Ferrari. Definitely, oh. that's what I'm saying. So uh, clean. Old school cool. and The just, livery... Yeah. Yeah, the livery and the jumpsuits they have for this weekend. The jumpsuits. Or race suits, whatever the hell you want to call them. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're going for... sexy that... Oh. They're going for a dub. Yeah, and they're looking for... To look nice under the lights. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good race. I, I don't know how the racing will actually be, but just the fact that you're like racing in the Las Vegas Strip is ridiculous. Yeah, it'll be like one of those things where we also, it's like, this is the first ever one and we're going to get to say like, it's, we watched it's it. It's kind of so. like a Monaco where it's yeah. like just everything about the race setup itself will be spectacular. Yeah. yeah. No, a spe- yeah. spectacle, a spectacle, spectacular spectacle. Maybe. Yeah, spectacular. Yeah. So real quick before we wrap up, everyone, I think I'm going to go, we'll just pick a winner. I'm going to go Charles. I He needs to bounce back. I think the Ferrari's looking hot. He's obviously looking hot in his his jumpsuit. His jumpsuit. <laughs> so his jumpsuit. I'll go a little cheeky Charles dub this I'll weekend. Go, uh, I'll go Lando. I think just Lando. Yeah, everything about the the weekend. Last time I was in Vegas, I saw his face pr- displayed prominently on like some jewelry store or something. So I think uh, just yeah the the whole like um, hype and like the build vibes. up to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, the vibes. The vibes <laughs> will suit him, and uh, he will suit the circuit. And uh, yeah, well, I think this I think this is going to be a good circuit for McLaren. Too, yeah, so yeah. that's a good pick. And I was gonna, I'm gonna jump on the Lando train Love because that. the fact that wasn't Sochi with all like the ninety degree turns was that the circuit that has a shit ton of those? Yeah, that? yeah. I mean, and different this circuit looks very similar to that. Different Obviously, era of car. Different. Also, we <laughs> two also two different regulations, two years apart. 
Two different countries. And I was going to say, the last time Lando was leading in Sochi, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly we're in the desert long. this time, so hopefully no precipitation. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Chilly but not rainy, it. and he's going to take the dub. That's what I'm you're saying. I'm excited for it. Chilly but not rainy. Yes. Love that. He going to bring the heat. Yeah, and everyone enjoy, especially if you folks over here in North America with a cheeky little night race. Uh, and I think it'll be in the middle of the night in UK or early morning. It's middle of the for us. I think it's 1 a.m. Oh, so it'll be early morning in the UK. So yeah. enjoy your coffees like we normally do on Sundays here over, over here in North America. Yeah. Enjoy the race. Uh, all roads lead to Vegas. Thank you, Brazil, for another great weekend. And we will talk to you after Las Vegas. Put it all on black, baby. See you at 1 a.m.